0: This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Craig Earlham in London. Good morning, Craig. How are you doing?
1: Good morning, mate. I'm good. How are you?
0: Very well, thanks. Let's have a brief look back to... Friday, because we had those latest non-farm payroll US jobs figures, which showed a mixed picture, employers hiring just 199,000 people in December. But the jobless rate dropped sharply and wages rose. Has there been any fallout since then from those figures?
1: Well, I think it's just feeding into the fears that are emerging once again at the start of this year. We've kind of gone past the Omicron relief and maybe in towards um interest rate angst at this point because what we're seeing effectively is we're seeing increasing signs last week for example from the pmi data etc that some of these supply side issues are potentially alleviating and maybe that's going to start to see some temporary inflation pressures ease as a result but at the same time what we're seeing is signs that more permanent inflationary pressures are actually increasing so that comes in the form of the labor market when we're talking about tight labor market the number of people employed is still millions below where it was prior to the pandemic in the us what we've actually seen is the the size of the labor force has shrunk so the participation rate is much lower so that creates this this continued um continued tight labor conditions that are facilitating uh these higher wage pressures and higher more prolonged permanent uh pressures um how permanent that will be of course is still um is still a source of debate what the fed ultimately wants is more people to return to the labor market and participation to increase but it's still unclear how much of people leaving the labor market is driven by for example early retirements people who aren't going to come back to the labor market and how much of it's being driven by uh people's Staying away for a variety of reasons, maybe because of uh, prior, prior benefits, uh, continuing to tie them over, or whether that's because of things like childcare arrangements still being tough because of people having having to continuously take time off work or schools closing, whatever it is. Um, it, it's hard to know how much of these Uh, this lower, smaller labour force is permanent and how much of it is, it is just another temporary factor. But what it means right now is that we have this extremely fluid labour market where job openings are near record highs, the quit rate is at a record high and what that means is that wages are rising, there's a lot more competition uh, for staff and that means that the bargaining power is very much with employees at this point in time and that's what the jobs report really showed. While participation did rise a little bit which will come as a slight uh, relief in the short term, unemployment rate fell back below 4%, um, which, by many people's measure, means that the economy is back at full employment. Um, again, even if that is being driven by a smaller labor force, and uh, wages rose faster than we we're expected 0.6% month on month. All in all, this just again feeds into that narrative of more prolonged, longer term. And concerning inflationary pressures building in the us so i think we're continuing to see that slight risk aversion coming over into this week the we start to see a slightly more aggressive tightening cycle being priced in as far as the central bank is concerned on the back of that and i think that really is the narrative now going into earnings season later this week and i'm sure investors will be praying for some good news uh something to distract away from interest rate nerves and into corporate america thriving going into 2022.
0: Okay, we'll look ahead to the next seven days or so in a moment or two, but uh, just give me an idea of the general market feeling to start this week. I know it's been fairly flat in Asia and in Europe. Why do you think that is?
1: Yeah, it's kind of been flat. It's slightly turning negative right now um, in terms of the European markets and U.S. futures. And I think it really does just—it is just re- being driven by those those nerves around interest rates towards the back end of last year and at the very start of this one. What we were seeing was effectively more of a relief trade on the back of the promising Omicron data uh, and this idea that the, the 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 impact is going to be less severe, both in terms of the the symptoms, but therefore the pressure on um, on the healthcare systems and the need therefore for tight restrictions and uh, which could be potentially harmful to the economy and that kind of relief filtered through into the new year but that was quickly just replaced then by nerves like say around interest rates uh, and inflation now the issue that we have is that the inflation narrative and the inflator and these levels of high inflation aren't going anywhere in the very short term so it's a case of how long can they last how much of a detrimental impact can they have on the markets for example the u.s nasdaq nasdaq right now the tech index which has been more heavily hit by the prospect of higher interest rates for a variety of reasons one because of how well it's performed since the pandemic but because of the the, the, like the number of companies for example in there who are reliant on higher levels of uh, leverage in order to grow at the rapid rate that they are doing the lower levels of income that they are that, that they have seen these kind of early stages growth in that in that kind of broader tech sector um what that's leading to that's some of the reasons why we are seeing some more increased negativity in the nasdaq compared to for example the other uh stock indices but we are seeing that now pull back towards these kind of few month lows at this point and the kind of a risk of breaking below these key support levels which could um which, which could trigger further negativity going into earnings season so it could be that earnings season's actually coming at a quite opportune time but we do need that More positive earnings season to unfold, and it it could do. The last few earnings seasons have been really strong. I think the expectation is still for more than 20% earnings growth going into this season as well. So it's going to be an interesting one because ultimately, we're in an environment right now where the outlook for different sectors is vastly different. It feels we're looking at things like financial stocks and higher interest rate environment, a strong global economy that's continuing um, to. This continuing to recover plenty of market volatility plenty of uh, of activity in the m a space so things like financials um could uh, potentially uh, i think people are looking at 2022 saying this could be a really strong year again um but then you look at other areas and the the outlook can be vastly different depending on what we're looking at so I think it's going to be a really interesting earnings season and that could be potentially what maybe gets investors back on board. It's hard to tell. And I think what's something I mentioned last week as well, we can sometimes read too much into the late in the year, early in the new year, trading it does always seem that it it, it seems a little bit strange at times and we always try to attach a narrative to it and people can sometimes be overly optimistic maybe if after a good santa rally at the end of the year and overly pessimistic in, in the kind of dark days of early january i don't think we should read too heavily into either of these the interest rate nerves that we see right now is uh is a is an ongoing effect that we started to see prior to Um, omicron rearing its rearing its ugly head at the end of november and it's just a continuation really of what we were already seeing
0: indeed and yes there is some optimism perhaps that's been helped by the positive noises around omicron and coronavirus over the last 48 hours or so with numbers here in the uk particularly in london seemingly start to plateau so um, dare i say at the doomsters are starting to pull back a bit from their very negative predictions and there is more optimism in the air or am i kidding myself here
1: no i think that's what we are seeing of course it differs country to country and it differs uh, from region to region as well um so I, th- I think that's worth almost bearing in mind it does seem like we are at a turning point here in the uk but i think like you say the markets have been ahead of the curve on this because i think the the more promising data has been priced in for a number of weeks now in the markets, um, really going those final days into Christmas and into the new year, then into the new year. I think that that, that, that those that, that promising data is already starting to be priced in and maybe we're starting to see um, the the benefits of that early data start to hopefully, like you say, uh, unfold. And this is a, a trend that we can continue to see into the end of the month.
0: So you've mentioned earnings season. What else should we look out for? What are your highlights with that exception
1: well yeah i mean it is it is um a quiet week i think broadly speaking so earnings season really gets into swing at the end of the week uh, with the the financials kicking us off things like jp morgan wells fargo etc kicking us off later on in the week all in all though like I say it, it's a relatively quiet week which i think will really be quite interesting as far as how markets start to position themselves ahead of that earnings season and just how much uh we do start to see those um interest rate nerves either intensify or abate we've got things like pal's testimony tomorrow but i mean this is this kind of confirmation hearing i can't imagine we're going to get too much from that but that, there's a lot of fed speak over the course of this week on top of that we've uh, uh w- w- which could again feed into whatever it is the narrative that's progressing that we're seeing in the markets in terms of how hawkish the fed is likely to be a march rate hike is now quite heavily priced in and um a couple more at least over the course of this year maybe up to four um is what's being touted at this stage so quite a hawkish outlook um we've got the u.s inflation as well on wednesday which i think will be obviously naturally closely followed given everything that we've been talking about here as well but like i say broadly speaking it is a kind of quiet week there's a lot of economic data but it's mostly tier 2 tier 3 data so i think the fed speak is going to be key uh, really on top of those couple of notable releases US retail sales on Friday being another but really there's so much focus on inflation I think the inflation data on in the Fed speak really is the standout
0: Okay Craig, thanks very much for joining us this morning we'll speak to you again soon
1: Thank you This is the Oanda Podcast